I don't know if he is. I need it to rhyme. So I'm just. I'm, I'm just I'm not. I, need, I need it to rhyme. I need it to rhyme. Mathu is 32. But it doesn't work, so. No. 30, I'm, 30, I'm 33. Mathu is 33. Mathu is 30. Oh, there you go. Mathu is 33. So happy birthday to Matt in honor of Matt and this wonderful. I, I got a couple season. things to say to everybody. Uh, thanks for coming over, having fun on my birthday. And. <laughs> Still the youngest one in the room, bitches. <laughs> oh, by a long shot. Uh, we're talking about December, because Matt's born in December. Yes. And yeah. I guess it's December right now. It is. <laughs> it is December right now. Kelly, what are we drinking? We are drinking... Cough syrup. No, it is wonderful. It is the, it is the red... Marshmallow stuff in it. It is the red snowdrift cocktail. So... For this drink, you're going to take a rocks glass, and you are going to smear the inside with marshmallow cream, and you're going to freeze that for like 10 or 15 minutes. Then you're going to take a shaker with ice. You're going to put an ounce of Jack Daniels Tennessee Fire, an ounce of Deep Eddy Cranberry Vodka, an ounce of Apple Pucker is what the recipe calls for, but we're using something called Kinky Green. Kinky Green! Because <laughs> there is no Apple Pucker here. You're going to use an ounce of simple syrup and an ounce of cranberry juice. You're going to shake all of that shit together, and you're going to pour it in your rocks glass that's been frosted with your marshmallow cream, and then you're going to garnish that with a peppermint stick. But you know how many, there's about four shots of alcohol in each one of these. So me and Kelly's about to be 12 shots deep. That's right. So (laughs) me me and Kara have to go first. We'll have to go first. Definitely. Yeah. 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 Or else we'll be telling dick jokes. I got a lot of words on mine. I got got one one page of a mini legal pad. Well, I guess Matt should get to decide if he wants to go first. That's right. I don't. I don't. Kelly can go first. Okay. Yeah, because y'all be sloppy by the time anybody Yeah. So, my topic is Elizabeth Bathory. And for this, I actually bought a book. And I will tell you what that book is. Nerds! Yeah, I know. Uh, so, the book I bought is Infamous Lady, The True Story of Countess Elizabeth Bathory. Second edition by Kimberly L. Croft. So, Elizabeth is actually the way you would say it in Hungary. So, that's the way you should actually be saying it, not Elizabeth. December 29th. 1610 in Hungary. A group of armed men led by the Palatine, which would be like the prime minister, um, they searched the manor house of Countess Bathory, which is located uh, in the town outside Castle Chete. They immediately discover the corpse of a young girl who has been beaten to death. Two more girls were found, which had been stabbed and beaten. One would die later from her injuries. Four servants, three women and one man, were discovered in the midst of torturing one girl while another girl was forced to watch. The four servants and Countess Bathory were arrested at that time. So that's my December connection. Hold on. 
So, now I have to go back and tell y'all about some historical shit. So, in 1514, Hungarian peasants revolted against the nobility. The rebels went on a killing spree where they impaled nobles and priests. The rebels were eventually captured and executed by, among others, Countess Bathory's great-uncle, Estevan Bathory. In 1517, the Opus Tripartitum Juris Consuetudinari... It sounds like you're summoning something. Hungary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because that's Latin. That oh, was, I said Latin. Oh, I said yeah, Latin. Yeah, wait a minute. You don't that read the Latin. Latin. That, was, that was decent Latin. Yeah. <laughs> so that was printed in 1517, and that's the only time I'm going to say it. So as punishment for the revolt, the peasantry <laughs> would be forever enslaved by the nobles. All of their descendants would be enslaved as well, so they would never forget the terrible crimes that had been committed against the lords. And this practice would remain in effect till 1848. So she's... She's not even born yet. But it's her family, is the upper people, right? Yeah, but that's not what's important about this. Oh, okay. What's important about this <laughs> is the enslavement of the peasantry. So, Ursabet, um, she was extremely well-educated and really fucking smart. Um, she could read and write multiple languages, and that's not just unusual for a girl, that's unusual for the nobility, because the nobles at that time didn't read or write. They thought that was the job of their administrative st- staff. So she was kind of odd, you know, but it was in kind of a neat way. She could read and write like six different languages. So in 1575, um, 14-year-old Ursabet married 19-year-old Ferenc Nadasti. And she chose to retain the Bathory last name, stating that it was older and more prestigious than Nadasti. So at 14, she was like, my people are more powerful than your people, and decided to keep that name. During the marriage, um, Hungary's at war with the Turks, like during the entirety of their marriage. And Ferenc is a military guy. He's a war hero guy. He's away a lot. So... uh, Ersabet is handling all of their property and doing, like, all of their business and all that, and she's really smart, so she can do that. So, collectively, they would own thousands of acres of land, dozens of towns, and more than 20 castles across Hungary, Slovakia, Austria, Romania, and the Czech Republic. They owned all kinds of shit. Oh, they're like Ted Turner or Elon Musk. They own, like, a whole... They're like a state's worth of fucking land, yeah. So, at one point, they had more property than the King of Hungary... And they even loaned him money at one point in time. And that's also going to become important. So, she, during the marriage, had five children. um, But only three would be alive at the time of her arrest, which is in 1610 that I just talked about. How old was she? When she got arrested, she was 50. Okay. So, she had two daughters, Anna and Kata, and a son, Paul. And her husband died in 1604 due to an illness. So, now we're going to get into the deaths and the rumors. So, in 1601, deaths of young female staff members began to occur at Sarvar Castle. The Countess claimed that the deaths were due to cholera, and nobody thought anything about it. They're like, yeah, people die of cholera. Um, But by 1602, there started to be some rumors. And the rumors began to circulate that the girls were being tortured to death by the Countess and a Croatian woman named Anna Darvolaya, who served the family. Now, Due to the Act of 1517, where the peasantry was enslaved that I talked to you about, no legal action could be taken at that point in time, even if that shit was true. They owned them. 
They could punish them, they could torture them, they could kill them if they wanted to, and nothing could be done. So the deaths continued over the years at various properties. She moved around between her castles and took her staff and all that. Um, and the deaths and the rumors of torture escalated greatly after Ferret died in 1604. A lot of people say that he allowed the torture but didn't really want the help to be killed. Because that's just a fucking hassle. I mean, yeah, then you just get a burn new house. Yeah. yeah. Come on, it, man. It apparently got a lot worse after he died. So then we're going to move on to the school of etiquette. So in 1609, the, count, the countess opened a school of etiquette for noble young women. Shortly after, family members began to worry that they had not seen or heard from their daughters. It's like a cult. Within a few weeks, all the girls at the school were dead. The, the countess claimed that one of the students had murdered all of the other girls in order to steal the, their jewelry. And then when the staff discovered what the girl had done, she committed suicide. So the families of the girls, they went to the courts and they're like, you know, hey, you know, she killed our girls. And these are noble girls. So at that point in time, the king had the right to pursue criminal charges, and he did. Ursa Patton knew she had fucked up at this point in time, and she knew that the law was coming. So um, she moved all of her assets to her three living children. Now we're back to the arrest and the imprisonment. So the countess was imprisoned at Castle Chete, which she owned. The four accomplices, the three men and one woman um, servant, were, they were all held at, uh, in the prison at Bitka Castle, where they were tortured until they confessed. So, initially, they put the blame on Anna uh, Darvalaya. Um, she had suffered a fatal stroke in 1609, so by this time, she was dead. So, they're like, she did it. <laughs> um, eventually, they confessed to committing horrible acts of torture, which were ordered and sometimes participated in by the countess. The trial of the accomplices. The four accomplices testified to committing the following acts of torture. Pins stuck into lips and under fingernails. Oh, God damn. Needles jammed into shoulders and arms. Oh, is See, that doesn't fish. bother me. The fingernails. What? Fingernails you fucking bother me. nerves are there? Holy oh, shit, shit. That's a nerve cluster all over your whole body. Fuck Fl that shit. Flogging of the breasts, hands, arms, and abdomen scorched with burning irons. Chunks of skin ripped from the back with pliers. Noses, lips, tongues, and fingers pierced with needles. Mouths forced shut with clamps. Flesh cut out of the buttocks and from between the shoulders, then cooked and served to them. Made them eat their own shoulder shit? Yeah, and their own butt. <laughs> Damn. They allowed them. That's fucked up. Flesh singed with candles. Fingers cut off with scissors. Red hot pokers inserted into vaginas. Girls made to stand naked in the cold or submerged in icy rivers. <coughs> So, the four accomplices estimated the number of murdered girls between 30 and 50. And because not everybody was present at every murder, nobody really knows how many. So, in kind of a law and order moment, um, <laughs> a servant girl named Susanna testified that she had seen a list of murdered girls with 650 names on it. But there is no evidence that this document was ever produced in court or that they gave it any weight. 
Um, a staff member of the school did testify that seven girls had been murdered and buried in the garden, and these would have been the noble girls. So now we're at the sentencing. So and this is of the the, the accomplices or whatever, yeah, the accomplices. So two of the women, Yona and uh, Daratia, were sentenced to have their fingers torn out before being executed and burned. Janos, the male servant, was beheaded and burned. There was one one woman named Catalan, who the other three said that she had shown compassion and had actually been beaten for bringing food to the women and that she never actually killed anybody. What they said about her was that she was going to be imprisoned for an indefinite period. And in the book, it says that nobody really knows what happened to her. Did she ever get out or did she die in prison? So the ones that um, were, like, beheaded, they just did that shit right then. They're like, yep. Beheading time, they take you out. And then it was like it. the next day. Few days yeah. Later, usually, yeah, they don't yeah, get was, no bullshit. No, or was, come back later and. <laughs> no, it was like the there's, next there's day. There's no appeal on there. <laughs> there's a dude waiting to cut your head. Well, off not even appeals. No, just there's a guy like maybe paid per head. He's ready to do it. Do they not need to check the schedule or whatever? Maybe that guy's sick that day, so they gotta be like, well, on Wednesday. Yeah. Right. Do you know how like that guy made extra money? I they think. Would tip him to make sure his blade was sharp, so they didn't have to get hit two or three times. They want it done once. No one wants to get hit in the. Four a, times um, with an axe. a lot of times executioners were like traveling too. Traveling executioners. So, so traveling judges is a thing now. Yeah, so so it's like you know I'm gonna be here on this day. Get all your shit together because I got I got <laughs> bring to bring out your head. Like, <laughs> I got to go to Greenville tomorrow. So <laughs> yeah, good. we're gonna do it. We gotta do it that now. Is- so now we're at the Countess. So the Palatine, also the Prime Minister, um, did not he didn't want to try the Countess. He was like, based on the testimony that we have heard, we can lock her up forever. But the king was like, absolutely fucking not. She has to fucking die. Now, in order to do that, there's going to be a trial. There has to be a trial to kill him, but you can lock him up forever with no trial? Apparently so. In 1610 in Hungary. Yeah, it was just like, we've we've got enough. We're just going to lock her up. So her family was like, we don't want to do a trial. Please, it's embarrassing as fuck. Can you just lock her up for life? So, if the countess is executed, all of her shit goes to the crown. So, all of her shit goes to the king. That is, if she owns any shit. But she was smart. And gave it all to the kids. Yeah. So, once the king found that shit out. Some people know how to follow along with the story. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) So, once the king found that shit out, he was like, well, fuck, I guess just lock her up. And the kids are like, well, we will write off the money you owe the family in exchange. So it was just all about getting her shit. But she didn't have any but, shit. Well, I was like, let me look what kind of shit does she have. Like, even the shit that she left to the castle. Oh, it was all the castles. And all stuff. the castles Oh, and she shit. had a bunch of shit. Yeah, like, yeah. She okay, was countries I'm, with I'm the there land. now. I'm there now. I remember. Also, she's so rich that she's loaning money to the king. So I'm he. Back. That's is, right. I'm back now. I'm yeah, back. yeah. So they, they all agree, and they're like, she's going to be in prison for life at Castle Chete, which she owns. It says that she was kind of kept in the dungeon. Nobody actually knows if that's true. It might have been more like a house arrest situation where she was just in her, in her fucking castle. But anyway, she actually died of natural causes <coughs> on August 21st, 1614. So a few years later, she died, um, which was common. She was already 50 when they arrested her and... People didn't live so long back then. So, the burial. So, she was initially buried at the church in Chete. 
But the residents complained about the Countess being buried on holy ground. Um, her remains were reportedly taken back to the family estate in 1617. In 1938, the crypt at Jete's uh, church was excavated, and the Countess's tomb was not there, which it shouldn't have been. Um, but in 1995, <coughs> the Bathory family crypts were open, and her remains were not there either. So nobody knows where she is at this point. Legends and conspiracies. So, <clears throat> did Ursabet Bathory bathe in blood? Because that's the thing. That's, I was wondering why you had not done any of this yet. So All right. All <laughs> please right. get, let's All do right. this. All right. Probably not. Um, and the reason that they don't think that, they, that she did is because during all of the trial, nobody said shit about any kind of fascination with blood or gathering the blood and putting in a tub for her or any of that shit. It was more like there was a lot of blood. We had cleaned up the fucking blood. Actually, it was in the 1720s, the first time that was ever mentioned by anybody. And it came about, um, there was a Jesuit priest who was kind of just hanging out in the village collecting stories. He was collecting stories I don't, I don't for trust a book. Priest. And then they started talking about, you know, exactly. the vampire Bathory who, you know, um, bathed in blood. But that was okay, never talked about there. like what the fuck? But that was over a hundred years later at that point when it was first brought up. Yeah. So they're thinking that no, that is not a real thing. <clears throat> the other thing, did she actually kill anybody? Because she always said no. She was like, the the servants killed everybody. I was afraid. She said that it was always done by the servants and that she was just afraid to stop them. So, at that time, legally, it doesn't even matter. Because under the master-servant rule, the master is responsible for the actions of the servants. So, just like, they owned them and could punish them and could do all of that. If they went and wreaked havoc and shit, that's, that's your problem because they're your property. How many people did she kill? So, according to the Guinness Book of World Records, Elizabeth Bathory is the most prolific female uh, murderer with a body count of over 600. There is no evidence of that whatsoever beyond the trial testimony of that one girl who said she saw that list that was not provided in court. So, a lot of, I mean, a lot of people think that's bullshit and they Could believe... she even count the 600? Who the hell is that And also, bitch? I don't believe that she would have kept a list because I don't think she gave enough of a fuck. Yeah. To care about their names. Random passive. You know, like I don't, one, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think there was a murder list. I think two. it was, you know, yeah. she didn't make my eggs rot. It's not that they're going to have Let's whip her boobs yeah. and, you know, bleed her out, <laughs> you know, or whatever. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't think that there was like. Or she never killed anybody. Servants never killed anybody. And the king just wanted to get his debt taken care of. Okay, so that is the conspiracy, right? And I've seen a lot of that. So the conspiracy is is that none of this fucking shit happened at all. There were no murders. Um, the countess was targeted because she was a smart and powerful woman. She had a whole lot of shit. And the testimony that she did all of these things was completely a setup by the king and the prime minister to ruin her. I don't believe that nothing happened. Uh, you know. I refuse to. Y'all aren't going to ruin Elizabeth Bathory for me. <laughs> I, I mean, I just hate it for you. Yeah. I'm just, I'm on board with she was fucking nutso yeah. and bathed in the blood of bitches. Uh, is it just a coincidence that her name is Bathory? Right! <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, I always is thought that, that was no, the really, coolest is that, thing is ever. that a thing that maybe we took and 
No, we were saying bath in 1700 or 1600, whenever. Well, her family like. was way, way, way. And remember, this is her oh, yeah, family name, but, before, you know. Before, yeah, so what yeah, the hell? Yeah, wait, wait, wait. So Bathory is the powerful name. Her husband was Nadasti or something. And I read that sometimes when she was writing about shit, she hyphenated his name. Like, I mean, Nadasti. Nadas- 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 <laughs> yeah. You a motherfucking hyphen. <laughs> <laughs> But that is all That's I not got. Progressive. That's not progressive. <laughs> yeah, I, I ain't gonna let y'all ruin that shit for me. She did it. Fucking wild. I'm on the fence. You're on the fence. I absolutely think there were murders. I do not think that there were 650 murders. Um, I wonder if the list that that girl saw was just maybe a list of everybody who ever worked for her ever anywhere in all of the. Places. Or did she even see a list? Was that like you know the maybe prosecutor saying you know hey you how were, many days into torture was that list brought up? That's what I'd like to know. It wasn't one of the people tortured. This oh, was a this was a surprise witness like the law and order. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, oh was, yeah, I forgot the this dum-dum. was. This Shit. was not oh, one of the tortured people. And the tortured people said that they thought 30 <clears throat> to 50. Band name called But they the all worked people. together at the same time. So, But if she had so many different places, there could have been other groups of 30 and 40. Yeah. And, you know. Yeah, it's plausible yeah. she killed that many people, absolutely. Yeah. I still. Or it's plausible the king wanted to not pay his debt. Nah, I don't like getting mail somewhere and I was set up shit. <laughs> that bitch was nuts because that bitch was nuts. No. It's my turn. Yeah, uh, oh, unless you want to go. Oh, go ahead. It's my turn. Your turn. Yay. I, for December, you know, nothing December. says December like Santa Claus. Santa. So I decided to do John. Or, or, or Krampus. Krampus, really. It, you know, I'm on board and, the, you know, this is a little Krampusy. Um, So... In December of 1932, John McPhee, who was an editor for the Mesa Journal Tribune in Mesa, Arizona, they were going to have a Christmas parade. You know, and he's like this young fucking editor, and he's like, you know, they're in the middle of the fucking depression, everybody got no fucking money or whatever. He's like, you know what, I'm going to amp up this fucking parade, we're going to get all these people down here, they're going to fucking shop at all these stores, we're going to make all this money, it's going to be fucking awesome. And they're like, well, I mean, cool guy, how are you going to do that? And he's like, going to hire an airplane. And I'm going to hire a stuntman to dress as Santa Claus. That sounds terrible. And he's going to jump out of this airplane. And what year is this? 1932. But he's like, no, fuck it. He's like, that's what we're doing. We're going to make it happen. Right? So they even, he printed a thing in the fucking paper. And he said that at 4.15 p.m., you know, this airplane is going to circle around the town. The town's about 2,500 people. So they're, in, in the paper, it says at 4.15 p.m., y'all need to be watching because the plane's coming. Santa Claus, he's going to jump out. He's going to fucking land in the field. You know, he's going to hand out presents. So it's going to be great. So everybody got super excited. All the people, that all, like all the storekeepers or whatever, because, again, it's Great Depression, and they're like, holy shit, it's going to bring us a whole fuck ton of business. It's going to be so cool. Calling this guy a hero. They're like, yeah, you, you know, you saved Christmas, you saved our town, blah, blah, blah. So he went, he got a pilot. Pilot's like, fuck yeah, you know, I can do some loop-de-loops or whatever. Hired a stuntman whose name was never recorded for posterity so that there would never be, you know, oh, that wasn't Santa Claus, it was this guy. Like, uh-huh. Santa Claus, nobody ever knows this guy's name. So it's the day of the parade, big day comes. And the fucking stuntman's still in here, right? So they're like, what the fuck is my stuntman? Where's my stuntman? They find him at a fucking bar, shit-faced, <laughs> oh, can't even damn. stand up, right? So, John, he's like, what the fuck am I going to do? He goes to a clothing store, and he's like, 
I need y'all to just give me a mannequin. Just give me a fucking mannequin. I'm going to put a suit on this fucking mannequin. <laughs> That's a good idea. <laughs> so, they're like, oh, okay, cool guy. You can have this mannequin. So, he dressed this fucking mannequin. He gets with the pilot, and he's like, do everything we planned on doing. Except for, like, when the guy was supposed to jump out, we need you to take this dummy and Because apparently physics didn't exist in 1932. <laughs> and they were giving this guy $13. So, so definitely in his it. defense, um, John McPhee, he said, from a distance, nobody would notice that the body was made out of plastic. What's going to open the parachute? Shh, I'm getting there. Um, he said, nobody would notice it was plastic, and they would just see it drifting gently to the, to the <laughs> ground. He also thought that parachutes were automatic. <laughs> <laughs> And he said, I will be in the field, and once the dummy lands, I'm going to run, and I'm going to grab the suit off the dummy. I'm going to dress up. I'm going to get the police escort into the parade, and nobody will know any different. And everybody is like, yeah, that's a really good idea. They're like, yeah, that's a really good idea. So... People start gathering, right? I mean, there's fucking people everywhere, like towns and towns over, be people, an because they've never seen anybody jump out. Apparently, the I year before, the year before, a town or two over had Santa Claus in an airplane, but the airplane didn't fly. It just rolled forward a little bit, and then he walked down the steps. Uh, like it wasn't even in the air or anything. So we're out doing this shit. Yeah, to make it look like he just landed or whatever. Yeah, yeah. they said that this airplane. turnout was the largest crowd in its history. Unfortunately. <laughs> so, right on schedule, here comes the plane. It's doing tricks and shit. You know, it's doing a little spinny shit or whatever. And right on cue, he throws the fucking dummy. And John is over here in the field. He's watching it. And he's like, yep. All right, now. And the fucking parachute never fucking opens. No so, shit. So, this dummy just starts, like, fucking flailing when the arms are flailing. <laughs> It's tumbling head over head, you know, head over feet. Kids start screaming. Parents are grabbing their kids and running because they think this is a real dude. Oh, my God. (laughs) So he's looking crazy as hell. He slams to his fucking death in the middle of a lettuce field where a bunch of migrant workers... (laughs) A bunch of migrant workers were working... And it scared them so bad that they took off running and had to climb over barbed wire fences oh, to get away. I'd be scared too if I was out there just working in the field like like fucking Mac and landing so on the explosion next to him. Like, that's here's dipshit John over here, and he's like, "Oh shit, we gotta fix this." So he runs over to the fucking dummy, puts the goddamn suit on anyway. Right? <laughs> he still did it. <laughs> he what? still did it. He goes, you know, the police come and pick him up because that was the plan. Oh, he, he's be dedicated a to this plan. In the town. Go work. So, Go work. The police take him. Santa's magic. Well, hold on, because I'm going there. But um, so the police get him. They take him through town. It's fucking dead, right? Except for like people glaring at him out of shop windows and like kids crying out of them on their front porch. And he's like, man. I done fucked up. And he was like, what happened was. What happened was. I'm going to leave for about a week, and I'm going to come back, and it'll all be good, right? It's like, it'll all be good. Let's forget about it. Yeah, he just left town. He just <laughs> For one 
one whole week, they'll never remember me. So he came back, and upon his return, the newspaper ran an article trying to explain it and also keep the story of the magic of Santa. So they were like, Faith explains all things and, you know, all this shit about how he was fine and, you know, he's sorry that you missed him and all this shit. Um, nope. Now he is, he's, he's known as the man who killed Santa. He terrorized an entire generation of children. (laughs) Um, but it, it became tradition and the paper ran that story every year for the next 70 years. That's fucking weird. That's the most amazing thing I've ever heard. Hold on. When he died, they ran the headline, John McPhee, the man who killed Santa Claus, died today. And that's all it said. But, fun fact... Those children were so fucked up and terrified, and their Christmas was ruined so bad that the parents bought them extra presents that year. So, so in a way, work, he yeah. saved Christmas. He did, yeah. <laughs> but he had to pay for it every year until the day he died. Until the day he died. Oh man! And well, even because I'm talking about it now, yeah. so that is the story of John McPhee, the man who killed. Is it, is it John McPhee or John like John? McAfee. No, it's M C P H E E. Oh shit. That's the most like epic fail. Have any of y'all ever heard this before? No, no. I not. no. <laughs> but it really was not a fail because the end goal he was saved to Christmas. He saved the he helped the shopkeepers. Yeah. And that, and that was the goal all along is to get people out spending more money, and that happened. <laughs> That's so, true. Yeah. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. He <laughs> might have had a couple bumps along the way of his journey, but he fucking got it in the end. And he tried. He never gave up. Definitely psychiatrists <laughs> made a bunch of money after that. <laughs> and he <laughs> threw a life. fucking mannequin at some migrant workers out of an airport. <laughs> I know, that shit is wild as fuck, <laughs> But, I mean, that's all I've got. That's the happiest December shit I can find. I'm so glad I don't have to follow that. <laughs> what do y'all do? <laughs> Mine is not that good. But fuck it. I'll go. Go. I'll go last. Matthew. Okay. I'll, I'll go. Um, More shots. I didn't think Still mine was uh, related to December, but it's got a couple things. This is one... Uh, you and Kara probably won't have a whole lot of input on or know a lot about, but Ryan will. So it's nerd shit? You would it's be nerd shit. It's nerd shit. <laughs> it's nerd shit. I'm going to throw in a clip of that just to see what happens. So my topic is somewhat video game related, somewhat psychology related. Um, do you, any of the girls know what ESRB is? I don't know. It's the... Entertainment, uh, something ratings board. The Entertainment, Entertainment software like ratings video. board. They're like the MPAA, but for video games. Yeah. 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 Oh. I knew that. I did not know that. But no, I do. Thank you, Matthew. So, um... Preemptive censor- censorship. Preemptive th- This censorship. is going to jump over a, f- a few decades. Um, in the 60s, there was a, a psychologist. His name was Albert Bandura. And between 61 and 63... He conducted a series of experiments called the Bobo doll experiment, and a Bobo doll is like the. Uh, now we see them as inflatables, but they're the ones with the big bottom where you knock it over and it stands back up. Oh, the punching bag. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's what a Bobo doll is. So in his experiments, he got a bunch of kids from the Stanford Nursery. Yeah. So he would expose them to, he had a, con- a control group, 
a violent group and an easy group where everything was just sunshine and rainbows and kids shit. So he exposed these kids to these different things and then put them in a room with the Bobo doll to see how they reacted. Did the kids that were exposed to violence, like seeing other people be violent and stuff like that, did they react with violence towards this Bobo doll? Did they go in there and beat the shit out of this little dummy? He, he did this experiment, and he exposed some kids to violent scenarios, you know, and he would have, like, adults come in and beat on the Bobo doll and shit like that. And in some of the experiments, he would reward the adults or he would punish the adults to see how that affected the kids. See if they associate stuff with other... Th- okay. Yeah. Nice. Right. See, to see if violence is a learned nature kind of thing to where are you just born a violent person or does something trigger it in your life? You know, like if you see somebody being violent and getting rewarded for it, Obviously, you want that reward, so you're more likely to be violent. So, these experiments lasted from 61 to 63, and how that ties into December is Albert Bandura, the psychologist, was born on December 4th, 1925. Nice. So, now we're going to jump ahead a few decades to the 90s, and there was a congressional hearing on December 7th, 1993. I think, yeah, December 7th, 1993. So there's the second December reference. Um, and this is where a bunch of senators and shit got together with video game uh, companies, you know, Sega, Nintendo, all of them. And they were saying... Video games are too violent, and we're worried about the kids. Video games too electric. Yeah. So the pretty much all the senators told these companies, you do something about it, and we're going to do something about it. And one of the things they referenced during this congressional hearing was the Bobo doll experiment. They're saying, look, this guy has proven that kids that are shown violence become more violent. So, uh, a couple of things that that brought on this congressional hearing were the release of the video game Night Trap, Mortal Kombat, which is the one everybody knows about. Which one, though? Is this, would this be the original, the very first Yeah, the very first one. Full motion video with killing and stuff. Yeah, I don't know what that is. I was just wondering what. But that was one of the first ones that full motion video and you could watch. Yeah. And you got to pick, like, different scenes and stuff. And it showed, like... It showed like a bunch of sexual reference and that reminds me of shit. Phantasmagoria. So th- these hearings came about after Night Trap and Mortal Kombat were was released. Everybody, or most people that I know at least, know that Mortal Kombat brought this about. You know, it was super violent and everybody was pissed off about that. That is called I was Mortal Kombat. But <laughs> they didn't care. Yeah. But also Doom came out right after, and they had another congressional hearing the following year. People were a little bit worried about increased gun violence at the time, and the state of the industry, like the video game industry, because it was kind of tanking at that point. And there was a a huge rivalry between Sega and Nintendo, and that was kind of throwing the market in all kind of wild ways, getting people worried, you know. (laughs) 
and then you got all this gun violence, and people just immediately were like, oh, yeah, save the kids, no violent video games. So because of this, the video game industry as a collective whole got together and created the ESRB. Self-censorship before they can censor you. Yeah. Which is exactly what the because film that, industry did. That's what the senators told them, you do something or we'll do something. Yeah. And they were afraid that what the government was going to do would be worse than what they're going to do. Yeah. So they came up with the Interactive Digital Software Association, and that association then created the ESRB, which is Entertainment Software Ratings Board. And those people are kind of like a self-governed board that rates video games, you know, from children to teens to adults, shit like that. Throughout the years, I, I've never really personally seen a lot of games that were rated adult, but there were quite a few, and those games often got banned in a lot of places. There was one that I talked about buying all the time. We used to see it all the time at fucking GameStop, and it was for PlayStation 2, and it was like a role-playing, like one of those role-playing games. But it was anime, oh, and you I, could I was, fuck I, people. I was going to say Leisure Suit Larry. No, this I know is, what this that is. This was more like Romance of the Three Kingdoms with This was one that I had never heard of. Like, or, I never read anything about it or anything. And we saw it on, it was on, like, one of the walls, like, used shit or 599 or whatever. Yeah. And you see it all the fucking time. Or Fantasy Star. And it was fucking. rated, it was either adult or MA, whatever the hell they do to make you, so you know that or it's Final fucking Fantasy. gross up in there. Yeah. But I know that, like, part of what you did was your whole job, like, you were a dude and you were trying to fuck bitches. <laughs> you're like that's the, all you're, our you're, job. You're the, bar, you're the part of the group trying to fuck your way through everything. I don't remember, right? but I remember thing, every yeah. time we went in there, I would pick it up and I would look we'll at it, and then I'd be it. like, "Man, I'll be a weirdo if I buy this." I'm not into. So I put it Every fucking I time I went in there, I picked it up. I don't remember the name of it now. I can look up. I can look up every one, game that was made for a system. We'll find it. One game that I always heard about when I was younger was BMX XXX. I don't know about that one. What? You don't know that? It is was, it like, it was, it was, it was, it was like, like, I was about to say, do no, it no, I always remember the hot coffee mod from Grand Theft Auto <laughs> San Andreas where there was a game where you could have sex in it and they took it out, but you could... I, I know I know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. You actually moved the controllers around to fuck a bitch as <laughs> CJ in San Andreas. You didn't play yeah. that game? I played San Andreas many times. Have, I was is that the one that had the 80s music where you could have... No, no, that's Vice no. City. That oh, was San Andreas is the one with the chicken and the spray painting. Was, it, was it, like, it was like early 90s California yeah. gangbangers. Uh-huh. Yeah. It was fun. So BMX XXX came out in the time of action sports games. Uh, what Dave, systems? Dave Mira BMX. PlayStation 2 Yeah, PS2. Okay, okay. One. BMX XXX didn't really have... A, like, it didn't have... Like, a lot of nudity or anything like that. But it was just, like, dirty. Like, the language was really filthy. And and the PlayStation 2 was highly available. That was, like, one of the yeah. best. That was the best-selling system of all time at that point. So, think Dave Mira freestyle BMX, but where everybody, like, all the NPCs are just, like, yelling out cuss words and shit. Yeah, that's I, when I was younger, I had always heard about how that specific game had been pulled from all the stores and shit like that. Up. And I happened to be in a fucking store one day, and I saw a copy of it, and I'm like, well, this is happening. <laughs> I'm buying this shit and right it, now. <laughs> like, I'm a man, 
and a very immature one at that. So I'm amused by all the silly adult humor. Do you remember Conker's Bad Fur Day on Nintendo yes. I loved that one. Holy shit. So BMX XXX appealed to me because I thought, like, all these funny-ass little stupid dick jokes mm-hmm. just, you know, it's good for a quick laugh. Yeah. I, I mean, I know the ESRB is still a thing, and if you go to the store to buy physical games, they all do have a rating on them. Yeah. But now with, like, buying games digitally... How it, do they do it? It, yeah. would, it would be so much easier for kids to get their hands on shit. Oh, yeah. yeah. Or on, is there a thing... You want Steam and... That makes it if it's that... You can buy... Car rating, you can't download it or something. On Steam... It makes Anywhere. you. It makes you type in your yeah. fucking birthday. Oh, like the <laughs> like the cigarette and the alcohol. Yeah. Alcohol. Yeah. 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 When were you born? Nineteen sixty four. Good enough for me. Scroll, 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 scroll. Eighty seventy eight. Whatever. Or yeah. like when you ever go to like an alcohol website or something. Yeah. Are you twenty one? Yeah. I just click it and then yeah. slam scroll wheel and just click it wherever it stops. Whatever. I mean, you were born in nineteen twenty seven. I mean, sure. obviously, I came to this website. I'm not gonna click no. Right. I went to somewhere and it's been recently. Um, it might have been like an alcohol that you had told me about or a beer that you told me about or something. Anyway, I went to their website and you have to do that and you have to put in your birthday and, and then I did. Yeah. And then it came up again and asked me if I was sure. <laughs> was That's like, hilarious. As they're drunk and underage and forgot how old they are. As the youngest person in this room, I feel like I'm allowed to make this joke. Go ahead. Maybe they think you're so old that you don't remember your own fucking birthday. <laughs> what, one other thing about my topic which makes it kind of controversial is they reference this Bobo experiment where this guy did the experiment with the kids, and that was like their fucking home run. Like, look, here we go. We got actual experiments done by a psychologist. Here you go. And a lot of people disagree with those experiments because the control groups... He was getting all the kids from the nursery of Stanford, which are all little white kids that are from wealthy families and stuff like that, you know. So they're like, well, those people are predisposed to act differently already because rich people act differently than poor people. And so a lot of people said that because the experiment was flawed based on the subject matter, then the results were also flawed. And thus, the ESRB should not be a thing based on that evidence. Because if you created a whole rating board based on an experiment, and then you found out the experiment was flawed, well, it kind of throws away everything after that. Well, so, but as of right now, they still use the ESRB, yeah, right? they still do. Ryan's topic. Yes. Oh, it's my turn. Dum, yes. dum, dum. All right. All right. I definitely did It needed to be done. But I had to find, like, a conspiracy angle, so I have not just prohibition, but a little side angle about, you know, the government <laughs> trying to fuck us over, as they always do. Not only are we going to not let you drink alcohol, we're going to kill you if you try to. So, yeah, fuck them. Alright, so, 1920 is when, let me make sure I got the right number so I don't sound dumb. The 18th Amendment was passed. That banned alcohol completely, a constitutional ban. That led to what's called the uh, Valstead Act, which is what laid out the the actual 
what's illegal. You can't make alcohol. You can't transport it. And that's my favorite. The reason alcohol became illegal to transport is why NASCAR was invented. Let's make our cars faster than the cops because we have a bunch of alcohol that's <laughs> illegal. And they were like, all right, we'll make the cars faster for the cops. And the people that made alcohol said, we're going to be fucking faster and kept doing it till they started racing each other and made a whole league out of it. That's my fucking favorite. Now, you could still have alcohol privately if you already had it. I don't have a question religi- Religiously, you could use alcohol. So if you went to church and had Sunday wine, communion, wine. communion, yeah, you could have wine in your body yeah. of bread Christ. You said so. it's 1920 to 1933. Yeah, Is that because when they passed Prohibition, it was going to last from 20 to 33? They know they passed it. nuts in 33 and ended it on our own? No, uh, right after World War One and leading up to 1920... Uh, after World War One started and leading up nineteen twenty, there was uh, there was a group of women, and they had a bunch of things that they deemed societally bad, just like the ESRB and the music. So people. a bunch of yeah. fucking this shit's bad. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. They were like, this shit's bad. And and they were like, alcohol makes. That's you... what I was asking. Was it set to expire or did no, we no. end that shit? Because we ended that. No, shit. no, no. Yeah. That that's what happened in in, in nineteen it. you know early nineteen tens. They were talking about shit and they kept picking in and doing this and that. A few states and a few towns already had shit where you couldn't buy it there, and it, you could you just go to the next town over, or whatever. But then eventually, they started this big shit everywhere. And in 1920, Eighteenth Amendment passed, and it passed uh, with a 68 percent supermajority in the House of Representatives, which is a fucking lot, and 76 percent in the Senate. That I mean, almost 70 percent of everybody said, "Ah, oh, no alcohol," but everybody that you know existed that drank alcohol was like, no, we still want it. But everybody that said you can't have it could still get it because you could go to the doctor and they give you a special pass. Oh, yeah, it's a bunch of bullshit. Yeah. Like, right. So what, or if you already owned the, it and you're rich and had a bunch of wine. with the truck that drove up and he had the bottle of shit that got rid of your asthma and your hip pain and stuff? Was he still That's a snake oil? That's more like 1800. Yeah, but those That's were like all like 1800s. And medicine wasn't so medicine regu- didn't count. <laughs> medicine okay. wasn't regulated the, then. Was there so. wasn't even FDA yet? Was there no. in nineteen? Well, no, but I mean, if it's banned, yeah. like that's what I'm saying. If they you're were, selling something that's got alcohol in it, is that also banned? They they weren't checking at that degree. It was uh, like they were checking for like moonshine and shit. <laughs> it's like, are you selling shit? So yeah, they, they they passed it in nineteen twenty, but not until a certain time. They just passed it in nineteen twenty, and they said no. And then just years and years went by. Like it's, it's early twenties, twenty four, twenty five. Everybody's still making it themselves. What they do is they would steal the uh, industrial alcohol. They made uh, perfumes. They paint thinner and a bunch of weird shit like that. So people would steal that like shit they made other shit out of and make cheap liquor out of it. Well, they were like, hey, won't you poison it if we give you a tax break? And so a bunch of companies did it, almost all of them. So in early 1926, right around Christmas time. Right around now, it's like this week of the year, basically, in 1926, Calvin Coolidge was the president, and he was like, you know, just put some out there, you know. They'll figure it out after somebody dies. And somewhere almost almost 100 people died that first week they did it. Nobody stopped drinking. They were just like, eh, that's a thing now. Yeah, I'll take my chance. Yeah. All right. So they're still in the industrial alcohol to make this cheap-ass liquor, and everybody's getting poisoned. It's late 20s. They're still letting it happen. Nobody does shit about it. And just nobody knows exactly how many died. Uh, some of the lower estimates are 
maybe a thousand or so people died from say twenty four to twenty five to thirty three when it was repealed. And what happened in thirty three? They were everybody was just like, okay, that's that's we're fucking that, Iraq. That's it, fucking enough of this. World War One's over. We still can't have alcohol. Then Black Friday happened, and you know, nobody's worth anything. Nobody has any money. It's Great Depression. Yeah, still no alcohol. Okay, well, it's fucking time for alcohol, and they repealed it, <laughs> and everybody was just like, "Woo!" Yeah. And yeah, everybody did it all at the same time. There was, was no question. Well, all, yeah, also, they passed the fucking Twenty uh, First Amendment, and it was just done. Also, December fifth, nineteen thirty-three, they were over with it. Almost the exact same time, thir- however many, yeah, thirteen years later, they said we're fucking done with it. Also, like with the ban of alcohol. It led to a, a really high rise in crime, you know, like mobsters and shit, and and that, that became they use an that issue. Is a, a money crutch like that? What are they gonna yeah. make money off of now? Yeah, well, it became an issue with like police forces not having enough money to pay manpower to fucking fight this shit. Yep. So it was just bad for the government all the way around. Yeah. I just think you'll get away with that after the people have been drinking for like thousands upon yeah. thousands upon thousands of the, years. The cool thing Never we got from it though, speakeasies. <laughs> Man, yes, that's the coolest I thing ever. Give I like anything. Crazy. To, like, I don't want to live you know, in that town no, because everybody was gross and they all stunk. There's cities with underground cities. But yeah. I want to I wanna time travel for like a weekend yes. to a 1925. To be like a guest of the mob. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Like Ryan three days just hanging out with Oh my god! Yes. I want a cigarette uh, girl to come up. I want to stick. Yes. I hate our bill in a cigarette girl's fucking little change purse. You just want to meet Bonnie and Clyde and go on your way. Yeah, Not like I don't want to be yeah. in it. In exactly. It. Yeah. I just want to like that. see it. I hate hipsters with a passion, but one thing I do love about hipsters is they're bringing back speakeasies. Where is where where? And why would, I mean, why? Why? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not the same. No, should not be invited to the speakeasy. No, hold on. I saw a, a video of one, and it looked like a regular-ass laundromat. <laughs> and they had, like, actual working fucking washers and dryers in there. But they had one of them. You went up, and you put your quarters in, and it opened up, and it went down a fucking staircase to a hidden bar. Oh, that's cool. How cool so is that? So we would never be allowed in that because we're not hipster enough? We are not the in crowd. I don't know. Um, One of y'all could grow a man bun right quick and then like, me and you are not weird hair so that makes us There's one. Can I grow a bun man? Because I, I watched the whole, <laughs> I watched the whole, a whole video where they were just going around finding like modern speakeasies. There was one where it was like an old fucking phone booth. Like the whole booth you walked in and you walked in there, and you had to dial a specific number, and if you got it right, they would tell you a fucking password, and you can go into the building behind it. And they would seven five three zero nine. That's probably you would get it. kicked out for being old as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Whatever. But, I mean, but how cool is that? Because like it's an actual working phone that this company just like they pay the phone bill or whatever, and you go in there, and if you dial the correct number. It doesn't actually ring anywhere. It's just the people in the fucking bar that's completely <laughs> hidden. Right. You right. said meth? What? Meth and all. No. Oh. Meth and all. Meth and all. Meth and all. That should be the name of this shit. Meth and all. I could do that. Yeah. I could just change it to meth and all. No. Meth and no, all. No, no. The name of the episode is Meth You. <laughs> <laughs> 
M-E-T-H-E-W, that's the only thing we even need. I don't do that much work. One of, one <laughs> of the, just give me alcohol. <laughs> one of the rooms is like a detective agency or whatever. So it's like an escape room, right. but like they get to better bars. That's pretty cool. I did a fun yeah. we, We've done some awesome think, As long as too. I can get I to a bar rooms. at the lowest level. But like, hold on, I, so I, I feel, like, it, I I feel like we have different versions of what a speakeasy is. I know that they were all secret, but... It's a hidden bar. It's just place. one hidden bar. Like, you, you just Normal. find it, and you, you tap, but, and they go, what's the password? Yeah. And you go, this whatever. Place, and then you, you get in, in, and then you're just fucking in. This place, you go in, there's multiple different I, need, I want the cigarette here. girls, but I only want to have to know one password. I don't want it to be... No, you, like this one, you know one password, but you can go to any different type of room that tickles your fancy, or whatever. I've never had anything tickle my fancy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, so Here, here's a place in uh, Wyoming. Fancy as a soulmate. Dude, I made like a super gross <laughs> scrambled eggs joke earlier. Holy shit, that was a great joke. That was fucking awesome. Oh, if it's super oh gross, we're riotous for time. It was fucking wow. It took me like eight seconds to get it, and then I went, oh, fuck. It might be so gross, and I'm not going to get it, but I don't want to know. It was terrible. It was bad. I don't need to know. It was my favorite. I don't need to know. I'll just say Waffle House. Nobody needs to know. I just saw another one, and it's in a clothing store, and you go like in. You walk into a Macy's and, and it's slacks. <laughs> no, it's a it's a clothing store, and they have one rack in the back, like against the wall, and you like go through what, the, the clothes. secret cupboard. And it's a <laughs> fucking. <laughs> it opens up into a fucking bar. Fuck yes. So good at the movie everybody, game everybody wants years. a new romance. Everybody wants, wants a new romance. Uh, this is four, about oh, whores. That was pretty close. Whores. Whores. I think that's that's about it. We're about two hours in. Oh, oh shit, perfect. are we? Yeah. Okay, so we're done because we're drunk. Yep. Thank y'all. Um, it's promo time, and this week we've got a promo from Fuck My Work Life, and I can totally. I wish I could have said it with you. Yeah, it would have been great. Here's Fuck My Work Life. We love them. Hi, I'm Kay. And I'm Jay. And we give you the Fuck My Work Life podcast. The weekly podcast where we read your workplace stories to you. Hilarious mishaps. I lost my balance and grabbed the only thing I could to steady myself. I grabbed the teetering stack of about eight sheets of drywall. I hit all of my knees and elbows on the way down. <laughs> all, all of them. Of them. <laughs> Workplace shenanigans. Carl and Ted had super glued all Bob's pencils and pens to his desk. <laughs> Full disclosure, I smoked a lot of weed at that time. <laughs> Awkward encounters. As he's wandering around the party girl section exactly. of a clothing store. <laughs> Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at FMWLPOD. That's FMWLPOD. Email your stories to FMWLPOD at gmail.com. That's FMWLPOD at gmail.com. We love Fuck My Work Life. Love you, Jay and Kay. Yes, Jay and Kay, y'all are Chat smash is awesome. BFFs. We also love chat smash. I feel like we shouted out a lot of people in this episode that I didn't write down and we should have. But uh, if they I mean, listen, they'll hear it. So you can tie yourselves. That's right. Because we're also, lazy. 
Play along with my 30 days of bullshit. 30 days of bullshit with Drunk Theory. Kelly's got a whole thing going on. I'm doing a thing. It's fun. I don't know. Nobody jumped up and down or whatever. So maybe. I know, right? Maybe don't ask for videos. No, no personal more. Personal videos. No more, no more physical <laughs> challenges. I, I, I guess I need to know my audience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, if you're on uh, Xbox Live, I'm Abby of Thelema 3. Like to play the new Forza. Enjoy. You're who? Yeah, what is that? What? What is that? Whenever <laughs> I'm What Thelema, is that? Just don't That's leave. your gamer tag. For Xbox. I thought you were just always the silence or whatever. Uh, it wasn't available on Xbox Live, so I did add the... I bet somebody it wasn't available because you're already on Somebody there. else is the silence. I am, but I couldn't remember the password. I didn't want to be. I didn't want to be the silence a number because I don't do that. You I'm always the original. Silence sixty nine. No, I'm, I don't. <laughs> I don't know my gamer tags. So. He said he saw you though, like it, but no, not we're you. Friends it was on like a. Five but he yeah, said like when y'all aren't like it, you weren't really playing. You were playing, but then it was like Ghost. Was there. You? I was doing a race and I rewound yeah. and I was like, Do you oh, see shit. Ghost Ryan sometimes when you play? Uh, I haven't played, but like five minutes since I added. Usually, him. if you go wow. on, if you go online and they're online, you can race with them. If you're not racing with them, there's a fake driver of them driving yeah. around doing shit. So you can play with them or a fake version yeah. of them, as long as you're online with like a set number. Whenever I, I saw that he added me the other day, and I'm like, "Who the fuck is this? I don't know the gamer tag." <laughs> Because I my name, so he knows who I am. I thought he would know. Well, I just saw the gamer tag at first. Yeah, I, I, I was pretty sure I put my name in there, but I didn't know. If I and, and then I was like, "Oh yeah," you know. After I did some further reading, because, it was just in case. And I don't know because there's a lot of shit you need a friend with and do some races. And if you want, you know, you just yeah. let me know. Because it it's hard to get races like friends to drive with some shit if you need. Yeah. Them. Achievement, and I want all the fucking cars. All right, well, I have a sweet CRX. This like has been our. I want. CRX. I want to discover all the roads. Episode, I've been doing that. I'm like 111. I'm, I'm pretty far. <laughs> Thank we y'all. Oh, 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 shit! What? We gotta talk about how um we are on top of goop. All right. Wait, for maybe, whatever maybe that's not the appropriate term way to say that. <laughs> I'm on no, top. I'm on top of group. I'm on top of group. Paltrow is a dumb fucking bitch, and we beat her ass today. On the indie podcast charts. Now, argue with me all you want to. I also agree that she should not be considered indie. But some people say she is. And if she is, we're better than her. <laughs> so. I will just say this. This <laughs> podcast, even if you count everything we bought for tonight, costs like hmm, 73 bucks with all the alcohol. Oh, lies. <laughs> that was 40 I spent 40 at the liquor store. So, right? yeah, we spent like 120 bucks in alcohol. We didn't drink it all, today, but we didn't get a few though, different right? kinds. Yeah, I just want this one episode. It, oh. She spends all that money on hers. Okay. We spent maybe... I thought you were saying forever. It, at the most, we'll say $200 in gas and time and everything on this episode, whereas Gwyneth Paltrow's probably spent five grand on hers at least, I'm sure. Probably had a bunch of ring lights and a bunch of bullshit. We anyway. don't have any of that. We have four mismatched microphones and four mismatched people. Um, so, we'll be at Days of the Dead, Atlanta, February this year. February 25th to the 27th? Yes. We got two tables this time, and y'all know we said that we would... excessive. Well, we said we were going to record and shit last time, but remember, there was no room to put our shit and record. So, now we have two tables, so we can record this time, and we promise to remember what day it is and to find out the schedule. They will not do that. And figure out... I'll try. We promise to try. We, we, we well, if, any, if it's anything like last time where we all just stayed, like, absolutely <laughs> fucking wasted. Shit pays for three days. 
Last time we still do that. Oh, we're still gonna do <laughs> that. But, but, but yeah, we're gonna do it. If we do it live, if you show up and you're already at Days of the Dead, you come on over to our come table. Come on over. We'll I will some have, some we'll have very some good autopsy. Very good. At least seven year old bourbon for you. They hate that. It's podcast. Podcast. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Kelly, done fuck y'all shit up. I mean, it'd be sweet. I'm excited to go, but after last time, my liver hurt. <laughs> well, I mean, you don't have to sit there the whole time. And, like, which I don't think. It we wasn't the sitting there. No, no, no. It's sitting there drinking. So, like, if you want to get it, if you want to take a whole day and pretend, like, I'm not here with drunk theory, I'm here walking around, do right. that. Somebody will stay at the table or we'll but cover we can't that just shit leave up. One blather, like, blathering drunk idiot at the table. Then we'll cover it up and we'll all go around like, and do shit. That didn't work I mean? last like, time, yeah. You can't just have one person that going. Oh, we'll figure it out. We might need a stand-in, so we're taking applications yeah. for that. Do we need to pay somebody to sit at the table? We'll like pay you. An hour Does someone want shit? to intern for Drunk yeah. Theory? We need an intern <laughs> immediately. All you right. get college credits. Yeah, I mean, no, I guess do. I don't <laughs> know. Is that a thing? We can we can probably give them radio credits or something if we got. Is that a thing we can do? Do I need to call Furman like in I have the morning? Two dollars. I will give you. If you hold, on, I'm, hold on, I'm going <laughs> to dig deeper into this right. and figure out if we can offer college credit. Okay. The intern, the intern fiasco is coming up. How about this? If anybody volunteers the help, we'll just buy you a bottle of booze at the liquor store across oh, the yeah. street. If it, yeah, across the street. Or if it's not well, but I feel like street. we would get better people if we offered them college credit, right? What, what? Well, can't actually oh, oh, that, oh, so you know But maybe we can. I said I was going to well, dig deeper. Well, my idea well, won't work anyway. Yes, volunteers by saying you get free into the con. Why don't we ask for volunteers by saying we'll pay your way into fucking That's con. That's a good idea. That's true, because maybe y'all don't have to buy tickets because we've got two tables. That's four tickets, so yeah. we're all good. Yeah. My, my idea wouldn't work anyways because I after I said it, I thought... We're trying to find somebody to not be drunk at the table, and if we Ugh. buy you food, yeah, like, right. We could just yeah. find anybody and just con them into sitting there if they're drunk. Like, you know, if you'll cover us for a few hours every day, we got your tickets or whatever. Yeah, we'll see. We'll figure it out, but we will we'll be there. there and we'll be square most definitely. Yeah. Hey, will I promise you that? Um, so fucking <laughs> 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 nerd. Matt will also be taking care of us. I'm sure. No, I'll be saying, me and Kelly will take care of ourselves and we'll get kicked off all the social medias again. But we no, love we y'all. Su- we don't do such a good job. We love we Matthew. Band. Happy birthday again. Band. Happy um, birthday, my love. Happy birthday, Matthew. And I guess that's it. Love that's y'all. It. Bye. Bye. Good night. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Thank you.